Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. I'm Chris Taylor of Honeycomb and Spice. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. And I'm Bonnie Burns of Strong Wives. Pull up your chair to our virtual kitchen table and let's chat. Well, hello again, ladies. Today, we're going to be talking about the sleep sex connection. That is, what do we do in our beds besides sex? Why sleep, of course. But not every wife gets good sleep. And we're going to be talking about that relationship, that connection between sex and sleep. So let me start out by letting people know that there was a recent study of over 3,400 women, and it noted that, quote, those who did not routinely get restful slumber were nearly twice as likely to report sexual problems such as lack of desire or arousal, end quote. While researchers don't know which came first, poor sleep or sex problems, their study provides food for thought. So I'm pitching the question to y'all, how might poor sleep impact our bodies and thus our sexual functioning? I just want to say that study explains my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. And that's all I had to say about that. That's it. That's your deep insight. (laughs) I, well, I have horrible sleep. I have for years and I have bad sinuses and I have a chronic pain issue and I have a husband who gets work calls in the middle of the night. So I'm thrilled that I occasionally do actually get eight hours, but most of the time it's more like four, which isn't nearly enough. Well, I mean, sleep impacts everything in your body. And so how might poor sleep impact our bodies and thus sex? It's it's almost like, how doesn't it? So it affects all your hormones. It affects your mood. It affects your energy. It affects your your physical health as well as your emotional health. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we hardly know where to start, I think, to say, how does poor sleep affect sex? I completely agree. I know that when I don't get enough sleep, my emotional regulation stinks. So, <laughs> yeah. so if I'm not in a good mood, I do not want to have sex. Yeah. When I was reading for this a little bit, it talked about that, how getting sufficient sleep helps your emotions to regulate, like your brain processes thoughts and emotions. And if that's short-circuited, then a lot of people feel emotionally off, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of mood disorders are actually connected to poor sleep, which came first, chicken or egg, but they are correlated. Mm-hmm. I find that even my cognitive functioning suffers when I don't get enough sleep. And my cognitive functioning is what I require in order to be intentional about anything. If I want to do something on purpose and work on my sex life, I have to remember why I want to do that. I have to remember what I have decided I'm going to do. And if I don't get enough sleep, I lose that. I like this little quote to some reading I was doing. It talked about that, how it keeps you mentally sharper. It said, sleep lets your brain catch up so you're ready for what's next, Mm. which I thought was good. Helps you roll with it. Mm -hmm. Even roll in the hay. (laughs) 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 I was reading a little bit before this as well, and I read a study about, of course, this alludes back to the college kids that are the study subjects, mm-hmm. but this this study did a survey of young men and their sleep and the correlation. They actually did some blood serum samples and found that if they had less than 
I don't know, I can't remember now, but much less than eight hours, they had lower testosterone levels. Wow. Which yes, poor sleep tr- and erectile dysfunction are also correlated. Yeah. And so if we extrapolate that to women, testosterone does affect our sexual arousal and desire, not to the same amount as men, but if it lowers male testosterone, I'm sure it probably lowers female testosterone as well. Well, I find that I either want to, quote, sleep with my husband or I want to sleep with him. I can't do both. Huh. That's a that's a visual. I don't think it's a coincidence that the most difficult time for my sex drive was also when I had little kids and was getting extremely little sleep. It was my most sleep deprived time. And it was also the time when I struggled with desire and arousal and all of those things. And I think some of it is what you're talking about, the mental side. Well, some of it was the physical exhaustion, just not feeling like I had physically the energy. But a lot of it was I didn't have that mental sharpness to be able to concentrate on what was happening. And I felt like I was all over the place. It was like I was either awake and, you know, all the things were coming at me or I was completely dead to the world asleep. And there just kind of wasn't that in between that you need for really satisfying sexual intimacy. Not that I never got it, but it was more difficult to get there. And then you get older and you find yourself where there is no one waking you up in the middle of the night there is just your bladder waking you up (laughs) once or twice a night. (laughs) And then if your husband has prostate issues and he wakes you up every time he gets up to go to the bathroom, it ends up being very interesting. Yeah, and not very restful. With with an old cat waking us up, but that's another story. (laughs) Our old cat also hears from her bladder in the middle of the night and lets us know. Okay, so we know that there's some real problems. I mean, I think this is pretty common sense for everybody listening, that if you're not getting good sleep, it is going to be hard to be at full sexual functioning. But let's go the opposite way. So how does regular sexual intimacy promote better sleep? Well, it releases some hormones that can be beneficial to sleep, like oxytocin and prolactin and hormones that can be kind of relaxing or feel-good hormones in the long run. I do think that it can also be helpful in that it gets your mind off things that might keep you awake. You know, if I have one of those minds that doesn't like to stop thinking, and that's one of my many problems with sleep. And so sex really can interrupt that brain aspect of my difficulty falling asleep. And I think for me, it was exercise that created a better desire for sex physically. And that's why I had better sleep. So I guess I'm kind of taking this a different direction. What I was doing to enhance my sexual interest helped me have better sleep, Mm -hmm. which was the exercise. So they were both, they both resulted from the same things rather than one causing the other. It's a double bonus. Yes. Double (laughs) bonus. Yes. I also think if you have a drive, if you do have some desire that gets pent up inside you, that's kind of like that tapping on your shoulder thing, having regular sex kind of settles that. I don't know if anyone else has ever laid in bed and thought it's been a while and I kind of want to, and it's not happening tonight. And, you know, and that can make your mind churn. 
And so, you know, having just routine sex in my marriage, I feel like it just kind of keeps everything working well for me, just sates that desire. And I think it also really kind of keeps me connected to my husband in such a way that I'm more emotionally and mentally settled at night as well, because we're in a better place with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say if, if sex has been a source of tension in your marriage, then once you reduce that tension, it makes everything easier, including sleep. It also reduces your cortisol. I'm really on a hormone kick today for some reason. <laughs> I love hormones. I like this. But it reduces cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which obviously that's beneficial for sleep if you're not stressed. But that might tie in also to what Chris said about like sometimes, you know, when your mind is going and you just can't get out of your mind when you're going to sleep. So there may be a connection between, you know, reducing your stress hormone and letting your mind like kind of relax so you can go to sleep. I'll just reiterate what's been said that I do agree that having regular sex when it just mellows the tension in your marriage and helps the mismatched sex drives kind of become more aligned and not having that conflict outside of the physical benefits of sex. I I do believe that's huge. Just that relational connection helps you sleep better. Agreed. Okay, so that's a lot of good stuff for sleep. And we didn't plan this, but hey, this is like the best sponsor spot segue right here (laughs) because we're talking about sleep. And today our sponsor is Infinite Moon. Bonnie, can you tell us a little bit about Infinite Moon? Yes, Infinite Moon is the maker of infinitely better bedding. All of their products are chemical free and made of the highest quality materials. And as you've heard through the episodes, we've all got a a set of ever sheets and they are amazing bamboo sheets that now that we're going into the summer months will have a cooling effect. I anticipate having many great night's sleeps on these sheets. (laughs) Anything else to add ladies? One of the things that I really like, in addition to really high quality sheets, is that they partner with a job training and employment program for people who have are recovering from addiction or are getting out of incarceration. And they provide employment and training for people who really need some help transitioning and moving forward with their lives. And I just love when there's a company that does something really good for folks. Yeah. Wow, Chris, that is so high-minded because when she asked what else she had to say, I went a different way in my head. I was thinking, yeah, what I really love too is that I've washed the sheets multiple times now and they hold up really well. (laughs) Well, you know, on a practical level, that's probably more important. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good stuff is what we're saying. The sheets are comfortable, they're well-made, and the company is a really great company. You can use Sex Chat in the coupon box for checkout for 25% off your sheets and 10% off other products at infinitemoon.com. And we will have that in our show notes as well. So check them out, get some sheets and have a great night's sleep with that. Okay, so let's go on to our next question, ladies, which is this. We're talking about how regular sex can promote sleep, sleep can promote sex. But here's the deal. In the moment, some people fall asleep right after sex and some don't. Which type are you and why do you think that is? I do sleep better after sex, but I don't fall asleep better. At night, it revs me up and gets my mind active, and so it's difficult to fall asleep. Sex in the morning 
calms me down and makes me want to go back to sleep. So it really has the opposite effect that I want it to. Mm-hmm. You're a complicated person, Chris. Well, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> My poor husband. Man. I think about, I don't know, 80 to 90% of the time, it puts me to sleep. Once in a while, it leaves me revved up and having trouble going to sleep. But I think most of the time, it's kind of smooths the way to getting to sleep. And I'm the exact opposite. It revs me up. I cannot go right to sleep. I need to get up and do something and accomplish. I, I don't know why, other than here's a correlation. Sudafed puts me to sleep and it usually winds people up. So I think I just have that type of body that's going to do the opposite of whatever it's supposed to do. So you actually have to get up and do something. Yeah. Yeah. I get revved up. I do like to cuddle. I mean, that kind of thing. But then I just have to move. I don't know. It's like I get the shot of adrenaline, too. I'm not sure. So I'm the same way, too, that actually I can't just, well, most of the time I can't have sex and then go right to sleep. I need uh, maybe a couple hours in between that and the bedtime. But I, I mean, I think it does, again, make me sleep better when I finally get to sleep, but I can't just go right away. I don't just crash. But what happens for me is the do something that I often have to do is it makes me hungry. <laughs> I go to, and I end up going to the kitchen and like getting a sweet or some chips or something like that. I don't know. So I don't know. It makes me hungry. All those calories you burned up, gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my husband, on the other hand, falls asleep almost instantly. <laughs> and I'll be lying there thinking, this is just not fair. No. It's, you know, it's a good thing to, to talk to your husband about how that works, because I think a lot of husbands who do fall asleep easily after assume that the same thing is happening for the wife. And that used to bug me that it would be like, he'd want to have sex right before he fell asleep. And then my husband would go to sleep and I would be awake. And it was like, well, that was not fair. But if we had even scooted up the time we made love, you know, just even an hour or something that would have helped me. We've learned that yeah. now. We used to do that much earlier, not even in the evening, more like right after he would get home from work. And then we would do that and then we would go eat. So he would be hungry enough that that would motivate him to get up and to not go to right to sleep. And it gave me a couple hours to finish my unwinding. Yeah, well, you know, it is how it is, ladies. And just something kind of to negotiate with your spouse. And I've come to the final question we have about this that is perhaps the most important one. It's just not always easy to secure enough sleep. (laughs) So given the importance of quality sleep for our sexual intimacy and overall health, what tips do we have to help wives get that better night's sleep? One of my friends said that when she can't sleep, she listens to our podcast and she'll say, Alexa, play Chris Taylor. (laughs) And I'm thinking, is that because she can't get to sleep? So she wants to use the time wisely or does my voice put her to sleep? I don't know. (laughs) But I do find that if I listen to podcast or Pandora with my earbuds in, that that does help me fall asleep more easily. Mm -hmm. I typically... I mean, since menopause, I've had a harder time with sleep. Before menopause, I really didn't. And that's not to be arrogant. I I have a lot of compassion for you, Chris. But since menopause, what I've learned is to get off my screen, to get off the computer at least an hour and my phone, which I'm not really successful all the time. I don't practice what I preach. But if I can get off at least an hour before bedtime and turn the lights down, 
what I found is that in my research is that melatonin is triggered by the dimming of lights. You can trigger your natural production if you turn down the lights. That's hard when you read books on your phone. Mm. Reading used to be my thing before that would help me fall asleep. And now I have to go old school. I read with the Kindle app on my iPad which is probably not good at bedtime, but I do have it set, you know, for that night light, which is more yellow, so it doesn't have the blue light, but it, it still may not be better. But I, I would just back up and say, I think there are probably a lot of listeners who really need to prioritize this, like prioritize getting enough sleep for a lot of reasons, for their health, for their emotional health. And I think that may mean deprioritizing some other things or letting go of some other things that are getting in the way, either because you're they're too busy to get in bed or because they do get in bed at a good time, but their mind is racing. I just think a lot of women might benefit from just doing an experiment for a few weeks and deprioritizing some things and prioritizing getting eight hours of sleep and see what happens. So I struggled to go to sleep for most of my life. Even when I was a kid, it took me a long time to fall asleep. And I have gotten a lot better about this in the last couple of years. And I don't know what's going to work for everybody else, but I can tell you what has worked for me. It involves, I mean, I have to shut down my brain. That's the biggest thing is shutting down my brain. And so I had to realize that my bedtime routine was going to take longer than my husband's, first of all. (laughs) And I couldn't compare Mm -hmm. to him. It always used to drive me crazy. I'd be like, I'm going to bed. And then I would putter around and stuff. And, you know, 30 minutes later, he'd say, I'm going to bed. And he'd be in bed five minutes later. And I was still doing my stuff. (laughs) And finally, I was like, I can't compare. But I had I have to have some kind of routines. I also started and learning how to do meditation so I could focus. And I did like sleep meditation app stuff and YouTube things. I worked on that. And I now listen to sleep meditation music almost every night before I fall asleep. And particularly there's something about the one that has binaural beats which is basically two different megahertzes played in your ear or something like that. I don't know how it works, but all I can tell you is it does something to kind of help my brain shut down a little bit. And I sleep with a sleep mask. Now, before I go to sleep, I do some kind of repetitive something. I actually do do it on my phone, but I use that orange filter stuff and I dim my light way down on my phone and I will do like a jigsaw puzzle or a word game or something that's like super repetitive. I know some other people will do something like knit or something, something that's repetitive where it takes enough of your brain that you're having to focus on something, but not so much that it's keeping you awake. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because once you're focused on something else, you're not think you're not ruminating on your problems or whatever yeah. else was in your brain. Yeah. And I know that feels like a whole lot of things. I'll I'll say one other thing I had to do. My husband had a tendency to get in bed at night and want to talk to me about the day's news. And I was so happy that he wanted to talk to me because he's Spock and he doesn't talk a lot. And so I would be like, oh, we'll talk about that. And then what would happen is he could shut down, turn over, go to sleep. And now all that news is going around in my head. And finally, I said to him, once I'm in bed, you cannot talk to me about news or politics. And for a while, he would still get in bed. He would forget. And he would be like, so look at this headline. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. I can't talk about it. And he would like, mm-hmm. but, and I said, I cannot, you don't understand. You roll over and go to sleep and mm-hmm. I'm awake for 30 more minutes. And so I had to train both of us that I just couldn't do it. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely can't look at any news at night. It's too distressing. Mm-hmm. And I have to be really careful about what I'm reading and what I might be watching before bed, because if I see something that's scary or upsetting, it invades my dreams and mm-hmm. that's not good. Yeah. And Gay, I'm thinking about, you know, you said you have to prioritize sleep. And I remember when I was a young mom and I had, you know, I had a full-time job, I had three kids, I felt guilty about wanting to go to sleep. And I had to remind myself that regular rest was the example from God that Mm -hmm. we do the work, but we have to recover. We have to rest and replenish ourselves. And reminding myself of that was one of the things that helped me at least be willing to let the rest of the the dishes or the mess or whatever sit until the next day because mm-hmm. I knew I had to get sleep. That's a good point. I mean, God did not design our bodies to function on four hours sleep. You know, that's just not the way it is. That's true. Today, I can guarantee that because that's about how much I got last <laughs> night. And what you were talking about with that emotional regulation is true, too. You are in a better place to be kind to everyone, <laughs> your mm-hmm. husband, of course, and to connect with him and, and hopefully reach out sexually to him. But also, when you've had a little more sleep, you're probably going to be a better mom because you're just going to have the reserves to handle more of what comes your way. Roll with it. And for a really small percentage of our listeners who may have endured some betrayal trauma, if you are having issues with nightmares, the ruminating thoughts, or you just can't stay asleep for more than two hours, that is normal and it will get better. Mm. And also, if you are like me and have obstructive sleep apnea, (laughs) anyway, if you have some severe sleep disturbances, you might also want to see a healthcare provider and see if there's some answer to that. Mine is mild, but but it's actually nice to have an option for handling it. And you know what's really great? My husband has a CPAP machine, and it kind of provides white noise for Mm. me. So (laughs) once he got his CPAP, I started sleeping a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use white noise machines. And then once the kids became teenagers, it was really helpful to have a white noise machine because they didn't know if we were sleeping or having sex. Or sexing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. What else do we have to add on the sleep sex connection? Anything? I just want to tell everybody to sleep well and sex well. <laughs> That's all there is. Well, I just want to say that sleep is so important for all of your life. I mean, yes, we focus on the sexual part, but I agree with Gay. If you are not sleeping well, especially if you're a younger mama, deconstruct some things and figure out how you can get to bed earlier. Yeah, and it's okay. Somebody out there needs to hear it is okay to nap when the kids nap and let Mm -hmm. something else go. Yeah. Yes, it is. No one cares how clean your house is, really. And if they do, get new friends. You don't, you don't want them as a friend. <laughs> unless, it's your, unless it's your mother or your mother-in-law, you can't really go get new ones of those. Well, that's, that's true. <laughs> if it's your mother, you tell her that she can come over and clean. I know. <laughs> pay for a mate. <laughs> yeah. I guess that'll wrap us up this time. And we are wishing you plenty of sleep and plenty of sex this week. <laughs> And we will see you in a couple of weeks back here at the virtual kitchen table.